Hey, Cottage Hillers and friends, welcome to another Cottage Hill online worship experience. I'm Jeff Chandler. I'm on the pastoral team here at Cottage Hill. We're glad you've joined us, whether you're part of the family or just dropping in to check us out. Welcome. Hey, we're pretty excited that the state of Massachusetts is moving into phase one and church is a part of that. And next Sunday, our service will be right here in our our chapel for as many as we can put in. We'll be having details on that later, but today we're online. Next week we get to be back home, socially distanced and wearing masks and as safe as we can be, but together again. So we're looking forward to that. Today's worship, we know God's going to use. We hope it ministers to you. Jen and Gavin are coming right up with opening with a song that just encourages us to bless the name of the Lord, whether this is a good season or a tough season. So let me pray and we'll get started. Father, we're grateful that you are not locked down to places, that you've been able to speak to us, meet with us in our homes, just as, as if when we were gathered here. But there is a power in your presence and when we, we share that together. So thank you that next week we could be here. We pray that you would speak to us through today's service. We bless your name. We pray that you're lifted up in the center of it all. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Cottage Hill family. So glad that we're able to be with you guys another week here. Um, thankfully, this is the last week of just being online totally because next week we're going to be able to meet in person in the church. Praise the Lord. Um, we're still going to be able to live stream, which will be awesome. And I'm sure, you know, we're, we're just excited to be able to worship all together as a church family again. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for how good you are, Lord. You're so amazing in everything that you do, Lord, especially that you're just chasing after us with your love, Lord. Um, we pray that you just um, a blessing of safety, Lord, as we gather together next week. Um, and Lord, just ultimately that you just be glorified. Amen. Amen. Let's sing.
Hey, so glad you are watching with us and learning with us each week at Cottage Hill. We open the Bible, see what God has to say, what he said then that still applies to us now. So glad you're with us for that. Over these last couple of weeks, we've been speaking to this COVID season and, and what God might be speaking to us in this unique moment in world history. And one of the things a few weeks ago God just put on my heart was don't rush it. There were some words we were just getting that people were sensing that, that God is saying don't rush this season. Don't hope it to an end without missing what he might be trying to do in your life, what he might be trying to speak in, into your life. You know, we're about to hit phase one and some of us are evaluating, wow, what did I get done? I had all this time at home, had these things at home I wanted to get done. I got some of the things around our house that I wanted done, but so many weren't done. I'm guessing that some of you are thinking, what I got done? Are you kidding me? I survived. That's what I did. I was at home working. The kids were home. I was homeschooling them, trying to get my job done, trying to do all these things. I just survived. And now this, this part, at least the first phase, is done. It, it's kind of come to an end. That's where we are. It, last week we started looking at the book of Joshua, chapter 1, and I want to come back to that again today. That's a moment where Moses' time is done, and now it's being handed off to Joshua. That's going to happen to all of us. That This run is going to be done, and we're going to hand off. It's going to be evaluated I was so sad to hear this week about the passing of Ravi Zacharias, just a gifted communicator, a man who gave his life to defending the Christian faith and presenting it as something that was credible to believe. I love the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, uh, their tagline, their slogan, helping believers think and thinkers believe, just graciously defending the truths of Scripture and why we can hold on to them as truth and why the uniqueness of Christianity remains among all the other world religions. Just gave his life to that. And now his life is done. And all that he's 
he has done is going to be evaluated before Jesus, just like all of our lives are going to be evaluated before Jesus. And so this run of what we've done with the COVID season, this first part of the COVID season, that's going to be evaluated. And, and now what happens and what we do into this next season of our lives, that's going to be evaluated. And so just really feel in my heart to challenge you to what God is inviting you into that he's doing around the world because Jesus is doing amazing things around the world and changing lives and he he wants you and I involved in that and I want you to experience that so much I do if you're a young person I'm hoping that part of your surrender is God where in the world do you want me to go I will go because surely somebody listening is going to be part of God's heart for this world He's using people that are just like us and he's putting burdens on them and I don't want you to be intimidated at all by what God puts on your heart to do. Who he puts on your heart or what he puts on your heart or the where of uh, what he puts on your heart. So I want to come to this passage in Joshua chapter 1. Moses has died and, and now here's the handoff to Joshua and God is speaking to Joshua about getting up and going. And we saw last week there are things that Joshua can count on God for in this season. There's God's side of the equation. And then today I want to come to what is our side of that equation. So let me read these verses in Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall lead, cause this people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So you get in the first part of that, you get God's side of that equation, what we can count on from God. We saw that last week. We saw that sometimes God needs an after. Sometimes he needs to move someone out of your life or to a different position of your life. Moses has Moses moved out of the way and now Joshua has this moment. Sometimes it's so easy to just follow Jesus in someone else's shadow. We talked about that last week, like a pastor or like somebody who you think is a strong leader or like your parents or a spouse or if you have one of those uniquely unique children who's just a strong follower of Jesus. I've seen parents who follow a child's shadow. And so sometimes he needs an after for that. We saw usually <clears throat> God builds on faithfulness. Moses had showed up where he needed to show up, and so God is going to use him. Always God's promises are promises. Always 
he, if he's promised it, he's going to carry through. And so we see as, hey, this is what I promised Moses, what I promised Abraham, I'm going to do it now. Never will God walk away. I will never leave you or forsake you. And so based on that, he says to, he says to Joshua, therefore, arise and go. That's his side of the equation. You can count on his side of the equation no matter what. We can get up and go into what it is God is calling you to do, whatever he's stirring in your heart, whatever you're listening for. He, you can get up and go and do it because of his side of the equation. But our side of the equation is just as important. And when you hear him repeat what he says over and over, you know what it is we need to bring. You have to bring strength and courage on your side of the equation. You know, some people you say you have to bring, wait, wait a minute. If you're going out somewhere, you're going to go out on a walk, you're going to take a hike, and you turn around and you say to your partner, listen, you've got to be really strong and you've got to be really courageous. You're going to make them really nervous in that moment. Wait, wait a minute. I know if I signed up for this. To be a follower of Jesus, to see God do his side of an equation, you have to show up with strength and with courage. Strength is just, you know, a word that means to be firm, not to be flexible or pliable or easily breakable, to be confident, to know what you know and to know what you're doing and know where you're going in that way. The word to be couraged, the word that is dripping with a sense of boldness or bravery or alertness that you're very aware and you're okay with what you're seeing and, and what you're moving in, that that's, that's what those words mean. And that's, that's what God is calling for you and I to bring in the moment. You know, so many people we know that we think, yeah, I can think of that person. They really are strong. They're really courageous. They're brave in their moment. And so many people are. They just are on their own. They look at the skills they bring. I think I have what it takes. I think, you know, you need me. I'm a good communicator. I'm good with people. I can handle money well, whatever it is. I've got the skills. I've been doing this before. You can, I'm okay with this because uh, I've done this before. You can count on me. I've got experience. Or they got the right personality. It's something we all wrestle with. Oh, but their personality is so much better than mine. They're just a good fit. People that just bring in themselves. Joshua had all three of those. He's got skills. He's proven that as a military leader, as Moses' aide. He's, he, uh, he's got experience. He's shown up in battles. He's shown up with Moses on the mountain. And he's got the personality. People, as you read through Joshua, they're drawn to him. They're willing to follow him. So he has those things automatically. You have to bring strength and courage. If you've learned anything from the Exodus, if the Israelites learned anything from the Exodus experience, it was that they were strong in the Lord, not themselves, not so much themselves. When it came down to them, they pretty much flamed out. When they stepped back and allowed God to do what he did, then they got to see things happen. So you see, there's only a couple places in scriptures that will talk about the strength of the Lord. It says in Zechariah that I will strengthen them in the Lord. And in his name they will live securely declares the lord i mean god himself is speaking this over that i'm going to strengthen them and they're going to live securely because of me and then in ephesians chapter 6 you get this passage where god is talking to us about how to stand in evil days how to stand when there's an evil pushback against following jesus and he says finally be strong in the lord and in the strength of his might don't rely on yourself don't bring don't think you got to bring what you've got be strong in the Lord. 
you have to you have to bring strength and courage to your side of the equation this great quote by the Scottish novelist of a generation or two ago, George MacDonald. He says, And whatever man does without God, he must fail miserably or succeed more miserably. See, we can succeed in things, but succeed terribly when we do them without God. So we have to bring strength and courage. Whatever it is, God is stirring in you. I feel like God is stirring something in me, children, you might say, or in people that have been through grief or people that, are, people that are dealing with stress and anxiety or whatever that might be. The kingdom of God is meeting needs all over and all kinds of needs. Whatever it is, you're going to need to bring strength and courage to that moment. What does it sound like when we're wrestling with that? It sounds like things like, that's just not me. That's just not who I am. I don't think I have enough for what it takes to to do something like that. I don't think God would look at somebody like me. I'm just not sure. Boy, there are so many people that are just missing uh, opportunity year after year after year because they're not sure. I'm just not sure. That's not going to give you a pass. You've got to bring strength and courage to the moment, whatever that moment is. Another thing when he circles back around to us is you have to bring strength and courage because it's your turn. It's your turn. If you have set foot into the kingdom of God by becoming a child of God, by putting your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and giving your life to follow him as Lord, it is your turn. Do you notice he says to Joshua, when, he, when it turns the corner, it's for him. He says, for you shall, you know, you be strong and courageous, for you shall. It, it's you, it's your turn, Joshua. And then he's going to breathe over him. All kinds of assurances. If you could just know that God is stirring in you and whatever it is he's stirring in you, he's going to give you these amazing assurances like he gives to Joshua. You watch these assurances. He said, Joshua, it's going to be you. You. You shall do this. Listen, I'm not telling you. I hope you make it. Good luck. I'll see you on the other side maybe. You shall do it. And it's going to be this people, Joshua, it's not another generation like happened to Moses. It's this people. And not only is it this people, it's this land. I haven't, I haven't hedged that at all from what I told Abraham and then got passed down to Moses and now to you. It's this land. It's this land and you can count on it because I swore it. I took an oath to Abraham. I swore that this would be the land. And so you can be sure when you go in there, you're going to be victorious because it's something I promised. And I promised to the fathers. It's the same thing that I said to them that I'm doing now. And I promise to give it to them. You've got to go in and fight it, but in God's mind, I'm giving it to them. It's already done deal. you just got to go in and, and claim it. So it's your turn. If you, can, if you can believe that God has so many assurances for you as you step into what he puts on your heart, that, like he did to Joshua, you'll bring strength and courage. So, so many of you in the Cottage Hill family know my story that when Al Melton, my youth pastor, told me, I think, I'm gonna, I think God wants you to be a pastor, that was totally off my radar. That was totally not going to be me. And then God just began bringing assurances in. And you just follow in on the assurances and, and continue to move, move forward on that. You, you have to bring strength and courage because it's, it's your turn. It's your turn. Remember, we talked last week about when you're reading these promises, personalizing them. God says, I'll be with you. I'm going to be with you forever. 
I'm going to give you, I'm going to direct you wherever you are in the scriptures. And there's a promise, unless it's for a moment, like we talked about, personalize that. And when you personalize that, grab onto it. Grab onto it. Bring strength and courage because it's your turn. It's your turn. Bring strength and courage because obeying will demand it. You know, God says, be strong and courageous. He circles around now. He says, be strong and very courageous. You know, this is a, a passage of scripture I've been familiar with since my early years in Jesus. I was, came to put my faith in him as a teenager. Shortly after, I was involved in a young adult fellowship at, at Calvary Baptist Church up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Shout out to that. The, the YAF group that met Sunday nights, and there was a chorus we would sing that was these verses. You know, have I not commanded you be strong and have good courage? You know, don't be afraid or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I learned, I knew that, you know, I knew, hey, this, this, this word shall depart, shouldn't depart from you. I, I knew that. I did not connect that when he, he circles around, when God circles around in verse 7 and says, only be strong and very courageous, it's because you're going to need that to obey what he said. Did you notice that? Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. You be strong and courageous so that you can obey the word as they had it at that point. That's all they had at that point. It's the second one. You do the law. Don't just become familiar with it. Don't just study it, but you do it. And to obey it is going to take strength and courage. You be very careful the way you do it. You be careful and do it completely do all that moses has said don't do your favorite parts don't do the, the things that seem easy to you do do it uh, carefully and do it consistently don't turn from the right don't turn to the right or the left don't veer off of it you do it consistently and then you do it carefully and you do it constantly day and night all of those things. You obey, and you obey very carefully. We've got to dial in on that because cause it seems like we have more and more conversations with people that, well, I like this part of the word, but I, you know, when God says this, I, I really, that part, I just, I feel like I'm okay. I mean, I know he says to get married, but we really love each other, so I'm sure he's okay with we're living together. No, he's not. His word says, his word says what we're to do and that the marriage bed is the bed that's honored. And so, you know, sex before marriage, sex outside marriage, it's wrong. It's, and we've got to allow God to decide that. And if I'm going to obey him, I'm going to find any, got to bring strength and courage to that. And I've got to do all that he says. And I can't, I can't decide the parts that he's okay with. I think he's okay with my language. I think he's okay that I don't lose my temper that much. I think he's okay. All of those things. He says to Moses, he says to Joshua, be careful to do all. You bring strength and courage because obeying is going to demand it. Sometimes I wonder if people feel like, it's oh, Bible, 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 that's all you talk about. And it's because in the Bible, you're going to learn everything you need. You're going to learn who God is. You're going to learn who God can be for you and, and what he's made available for you and, and what God wants done and how he wants it done and, and when. You're going to find out what conditions can you do things under and what are no conditions that he, that he gives to us. You're going to learn how to. Well, you follow the life of Jesus and you can learn so many how-tos, how to relate to people, how to relate to people that don't believe. You're going to find out how to lead. Jesus was such a great leader, but he was a servant leader. So yeah, it is all about the Bible. It's our life. It's our book. It's living. 
It's, it's powerful. It connects us to God. All of those, all of those things. It's going to take strength and, and courage because God is going to call us. If obeying him, he's going to take us beyond ourselves. The Apostle Paul did so much, but listen to what he says beyond himself. He says, we have this treasure, this treasure of the gospel in jars of clay in us to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and, and not to us. We're afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. You have to bring strength and courage. Because when you obey, you're going to find yourself in places like that. You have to bring strength and courage because people don't always like you when you obey. If you are committed to obeying Jesus, it's going to separate you from other people sometimes who don't like the lines that God draws and doesn't want to, don't want to draw the line that God draws, doesn't, don't want to live that way and resent you a little bit for making them feel guilty. Have you ever noticed you can make feel, people feel guilty just by living? And, and not even saying a word. People that don't like God's methods, or sometimes people will give you a hard time for timing. Well, I understand you want to do that. I just think this isn't a good time for that. Hey, can I challenge you, if you're a Christian parent, you've got to be very careful how you use that line in the lives of your children. Your child becomes a teenager, becomes a young adult, and they're trying to dial into what God wants them to do. And it may not be what your plan for their life was or your hope for their life was. And so you think, oh, maybe, hey, listen, maybe you can go on a missions trip or maybe you can go to Bible school or maybe you can do that later. Be careful that you're not the voice of rerouting them out of what God is calling them to do. Sometimes our priorities are going to become different than other people's as we obey him. I mean, Jesus said we had to almost, almost had to look like we hated our parents compared to how much we loved him. You know, so families sometimes will say, we'll have to say no to family so that we can be faithful to Jesus. I mean, it's all in balance, but there are times when obeying him is going to just call for strength and courage. Look at what Joshua says towards the end of this book, probably the most famous verses in, in the book of Joshua. He says, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it's evil in your sight to serve the Lord, think about that. Who would ever say that? But when, we, but when you wrestle with, I'm not serving the Lord anymore. It's too hard. I was hurt by people when I served the Lord last time. It's disappointing. It didn't come through. God didn't come through. You're saying it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord. He says, and if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, then choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, where they were right then when he was speaking. And then he says, but as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. I mean, it's always that call in Scripture to choose. You have to choose to obey. And if you choose to obey, you're going to need strength and courage to live that out. You have to have those things to obey him. But then you read on and he circles back around and he says, you have to have strength and courage because God will be with you. You can bring strength and courage to the moment because God is going to be with you. You know, he says, he says that to Joshua here at the end of the thing. He says, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is a huge point. Think about that. The God of heaven 
is with you. Jesus Christ is with you. In fact, if you've given your life to him, he lives within you. Can you receive that? That God is with you. You're not out on a limb here your own. He is with you. He is in you. He's doing that. It's a, it's a huge point. In fact, this is the only, only place that God really elaborates on this. He says, be strong and courageous. He circles around. He says, be strong and very courageous. He circles around. He says, be strong and courageous. But then he gives the negative side to that. That's the positive. But then he says the negative. Don't be frightened and don't be dismayed. Some translations will say, don't be terrified. See, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid and don't be terrified. Because the last time Israel had a chance to go into the land, they were totally afraid. They were totally terrified. In fact, that moment is, this is how that moment's written about in Numbers 14. Their spies have come back from the land and, and you know the story, 10 of them have said, there's no way we can conquer those people. They're huge. We look like grasshoppers. It's a good land, but we'll get annihilated. Our children will all get killed if we go in that land. Two spies said, no, no, we can do this. This is kind of their story. If the Lord delights in us, and of course he does, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And don't fear the people of the land. They're bred for us. Their protection is removed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Well, here's how they handle that moment, the nation. Then all the congregation said to stone them with stones. But the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. See, the last time they were at this point where they could go into the land, they just couldn't work up the strength and courage. They were terrified. And so terrified they were going to stone anybody that talked about what God might want to do in that. Can you receive that? The God of heaven is with you. And if he's with you and you bring strength and courage, then whatever it is he wants to get done is going to get done. Have you been in those places where you just wanted somebody to be with you? Hey, I'll do this as long. Are you coming? If you come, I'll do this. Maybe you've been done that on a Six Flags ride or whatever. Or maybe you've gone into somewhere and you, you get a moment, you want to just check, you still with me? You're here, right? Or in, in those romantic movies, the Hallmark movies, you know, this is where the couple's holding hands and they get a little scary, so they squeeze their hands a little bit. You're with me, right? Because if you're with me, I will keep going. See, strength and courage, you know, because God is with you. Strength and courage, it's going to get you there. Strength and courage on our side of the equation, with all that God has said on his side of the equation, it will get you there. It will get you to that place that God wants you to go. It will get you to that place where God wants to use you, that place in the kingdom where he wants to plug you in. You'll have those places. As long as, you, as long as you're with me, I am with you. You just bring strength and courage and you see what God can do. So remember he said to Joshua, therefore, arise and go. It's your turn. It's your time to, to move out. You know, this COVID thing we're hoping, we're all praying is starting to settle. We're moving into phase one. What is phase one? of how God wants you to come out of this? What is phase one of what God wants you to do? Some of you, the opportunity to go back to work. How are you going back to work? Who are you? Are you a different person than the last time you were in your office or in your shop or in the salon or wherever that is? Are you more committed to representing Jesus there? Are you, are you aware of what he wants you to do outside of that life? 
Have you put it out there to God? God, here I am. I want to be involved in what you're doing. I don't want to just hear about it. I want to be a part of it. I want to be involved in it. God will take that prayer seriously and, and he will answer it. If you will bring strength and courage, he will bring everything that he is to that moment and you will see and experience great things. That's what I'm hoping for you. That's what I'm hoping for me. God, make that a reality for us. I just want to pray over those who are watching as we move into phase one of, for Massachusetts anyway. Go before us, God. We pray you give us favor. We pray that you yourself would just bring the numbers down and put an end to this. In the midst of that, God, use us. In the midst of this unique moment in world history, use us in ways that will make Jesus known and loved. We pray in his name. Amen. Cool.
Hey, thanks so much for joining our Cottage Hill online worship. We'd be glad you, to have you, whether this was your first Sunday or you've been with us for several weeks. We are jumping into a Zoom kind of gathering place at 1115, just an opportunity to catch up with each other. I invite you in there. You can email us to get that Zoom information. As I said at the beginning, we're pretty excited about coming home next week and being able to worship in our building over on 315 Cottage Street. We'll be, our service will be at 10. We'll be, we'll be getting information and details out about that to our church family and then posting on Facebook some of the things. Of course, we'll be having masks and social distancing, be checking temperatures as you come in. Unfortunately, we won't be having any children's ministries, no nursery or mother's room or kids' church for the first phase of, of coming back to church anyway, but it'll be great to be in our building. We'll be arranged so that we'll be safe and have you there. We've, been, we've done so much praying together over these weeks at Cottage Hill. We just want to encourage you, hey, if you have something we can pray for, we're happy to do that. Whether or not you're a part of our church family, you can e- email us at the info at cottagehillchurch.com. You can tell us who you are. Just make that prayer request anonymous. We'd be glad to carry that on for you. And then, of course, the work goes on, and there are needs that we have, just like all of us have needs. So you can give by mailing something into the church or through our website or by texting Cottage Hill Give to 73256. You can do that and more at our website. We can learn more about us and what we do. Everything we do, we try to wrap around our mission statement of cultivating a body equipped by the word and empowered by prayer to make disciples that change the world. That is what God's inviting all of us into. So have a great week as you do that.